guest series with a very special guest who not only is a very good friend of mine but owns a Gandalf costume. <laughs> well I don't have it all on. I just have my pipe. Sorry no. for the Patreon. You guys are just getting pipe today. I'm pipe. laying pipe for your Oh wait, sorry. This is PG thirteen. My apologies. We say laying pipe. We literally yeah. literally mean laying pipe. Although if you are a Patreon member, you do get the uncensored video version of this. So that might be encouragement. <laughs> We're bearing it all with Terry Gamble. And as always, my host with me is Ben Goddard. Welcome, friends. Welcome, Cheers everybody. You. you got you're all set up. Terry, you you've been a huge supporter of the show and me, and I'm excited to have you here today. Well, you got rings, and I was like, oh. Jess, talk to me more about this. And I just got really excited. I am such a nerd for the the Lords of the Rings. The rings I'm, honestly, and I'm the just Lords. really plow, proud that this show name existed. Like po- someone didn't take podcast of the rings I was yet. shocked. Shocked. That's, that's the first thing I said too, Tara, when like they just told me about it. I was like, you got podcast of the rings? Like, it's like they, like. It's like one of those so simple, you know, when you hear, uh, what is it, Occam's Razor, when you hear mm-hmm. horse, uh, hooves, you think horses, not zebras. And I think everyone just pat, like, no, podcast of things has to be taken over. We have to find some kind of pun. Uh, what is it? And then Jess was like, no, it's just right there. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. Well, because we, the first thing we had thought of was obviously Lore of the Rings. Those That's long gone. But here we are at Podcast of the Rings. Uh, we haven't done this in a very long time, Terry, but one of the first gifts that my sweet boyfriend, who I started this show with, got me was the lord of the rings tarot deck (gasps) and i know you would appreciate this so we're gonna pull your card right now oh my gosh i'm so excited i know i've been shuffling with you in mind while we've gotten this whole episode started and i want you to tell me when to stop and that's when i'm gonna split the deck okay stop Uh, actually wait hold on Okay. No, no, no. We're doing it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna spread it out and where I say yeah and you tell me to stop. She said she's going to spread it out after I said I'm going to lay the pipe. I love this show already. (laughs) Um, Let's go. Okay, stop. Okay. This is your card. I'm going to flip it properly. You have to grab the card with your left hand. I didn't know this. You have temperance upside or reverse. Let's see what temperance. I've never seen this card. Ben and I have like pulled the same card twice. We, I feel like we pulled like Boromir like three times or something like that. That we sounds really right did. for you guys. You guys have a lot of good Boromir content though. Okay, I was just about to do something really dumb. <laughs> I was about to read the Temperance, but upside down because it was reversed. <laughs> nice, love it. <laughs> That's pretty unfortunate. Um, temperance is Celeborn, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so for the Your audience. Yeah, my just my cuck. Um, for the audience watching on Patreon, that's <laughs> is that, the card. Is that the new sitcom on Fox? Just <laughs> my cuck. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd you see, see like in the Lurie. bottom. Oh, gosh. Chuck Lorre could make good work with that. All right, who, who yeah. plays Ted Mosby? I feel like he could play. Uh, He's play the that. perfect my cuck. Um, all right, Temperance in general means with his wisdom and commitment to peace, Celeborn arrives to share 
the lessons of temperance. The Lord of Lothlorien is balanced, calm, and even tempered, and an even tempered ruler. Okay, question mark ruler, who reminds you to remain neutral. Again, I was about to turn this upside down to read the reverse part. Um, reversed. If you want your treasure treasures to remain with you, you must take personal inventory. Have you been operating at a chaotic pace? Are you feeling burned out, exhausted, and overwhelmed? This isn't you, Terry. If so, now is the time to scale back and see where you have been over and under doing it. <laughs> Honestly, where I have love you this been... card. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's absolutely so good. perfect. And it's terrifying how perfect that is. Um, welcome you picked to my it. life. I did pick it. And um, something you've never seen before, which I love. Um, yeah. I think it I think it works. I think that sounds about right. I am looking at new opportunities right now, but I also Ooh. feel very calm. So this is great. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, and you're no stranger mm -hmm. to the podcast world. Uh, you are one of two hosts for the horror movie survival guide. And Terry, yeah, that's not where our interests intersect. Ben, are no. you a horror person? I I have like my horror movies that I watch, but I don't, you know, I don't want to call like I know that term elevated horror has been really rejected by the horror community. You know, A24 movies, uh, Get Out and the like stuff like that. Just let it but be I horror. Yeah, exactly. Like horror is horror type I of thing. See. But I, see. I, I like it I'm all. Not... No, no, no. I'm not precious. So that's yeah. a fun thing about our show. Like we love when it's trash i especially go down the tubi rabbit hole of like Tubi, the oh. most wonderful app on the planet that has stuff <laughs> that literally people have made like on their home like camcorders clearly and like uploaded <laughs> it and we're like this is a movie like it's like it's just like <laughs> the hottest trash and they but they'll also have like amazing things on there that i've you know some of my favorite movies of all time are also on there like mandy or something you know um, Spectre Vision. Oh, I love Mandy. Just brilliant. And Mandy feels like a little Lord of the Ring ish too because the baddies in that look like disgusting orcs from hell. So, yes, and he pull and he makes yeah. the, the huge guitar sword and all yes. good things. It's like a big, like it feels very medieval, like medieval rock rock. So yes. there's some crossover there. Well, see, yeah. I think even if like horror isn't hundred percent your genre, Ben. You know more about media. You know more movies yeah. than I do. It's like the movies that I, the horror movies that I do like, I love. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm not, What's you know, actually going to see Smile or The Bye Bye Man or you know stuff like that. <laughs> like if if I if a horror movie piques my interest, if it is, you know, a Mandy where I'm like, this looks insane. I need to see it. Or you know, if it's a Jordan Peele where I know it's going to be suspenseful and thought provoking. Or yeah. Ari Aster with, you know, Midsommar or Hereditary or something like that. I just that, watched Midsommar the other night. It's like one of my comfort movies. My co-host hates Ari Aster with a passion. She's just like, oh. <laughs> Hold on. She's Terry, like, you're so not getting by. I know you're a guest here and I'm supposed to be nice, but you're not going to skate by with saying Midsommar is one of your comfort movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those white people going crazy out there. It's beautiful. All right. So it's like, a, it's like a twofold beautiful art piece, but also watching white people just ruin their lives. Just be wild. Well, because I mean, I, I'm also like, besides being a big horror head, I'm really into cults just in general. That's like my other like happy place that I'm just like, I'll watch all the cult documentaries. Like I'm obsessed with cults in general. I grew up in a sure. very religious household. So I'm like very consumed by like how people find beliefs. So I feel like Ari Aster's stuff, honestly, a lot of it deals with cult. Um, yeah. Midsummer is, it's a real cult. That's a real religion that those people are practicing that's out there. Um, There are people in America, it's a white supremacist religion. 
Um, it's it's absolutely real. Um, they don't do it quite like that. Like that, you know, obviously that's like an elevated, crazy, like old pagan version of what some of that stuff, the the rituals that they have in that film. But that's a real religion. Um, so I'm very fascinated by like, you know, hereditary as well, dealing with like a cult as well um, and how he really tackles that. And I find it super fascinating. I find it, you know, really uh, deep into the American psyche. Um, you know, so I think it's similar, honestly. I'll bring it back to Lord of the Rings, too. But I feel like it's very similar as far as like looking at lore, looking at like what is it about this culture? What is it about these places that we want this adventure? But at, to what end, you know? Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I can appreciate the horror elements that like make the movies work, right? Like we met, you and I met Terry because of comedy, and yeah. comedy works when it's at its most truthful and serious, grounded comedy. It really, but like we do, it, there is serious stuff in there, but then that makes the laugh all the more earned because we're not playing the joke. Just like, I mean, obviously there's a world for camp, but when Peter Jackson isn't playing the horror, but he's allowing the moment being to be horrific, it really mm. works. Um, so I did want to start off, I kind of wanted to give the audience like a background of like your horror world, but let's, I, I think where I want to start is like, how did you become crazy to the point where you... Crazy is a like a term of uh, endearment to the point where you have a Gandalf outfit. Where I go crazy and I, you know, go to the marathons and stuff. I honestly, my my way in was honestly the movies. It, it, they came out when I was in college. Like I was around the time I graduated UCLA, my undergrad, the first one came out. And I was like, I remember going at midnight with my friends because they were like, you know, I had nerd friends because, you know, you know, our circles, you know, just like it's yeah. just yes. our people. Yes. Um, I, you know, grew up, you know, very, yeah, I'm that person. I, you know, and, um, got invited and I went and I, after I saw the first movie, I read, I started reading. So you are one of those unicorns that had like, Ben and I often talk, especially when we did mm -hmm. the movies and I know you were like listening along with us. Mm -hmm. What would it be like to be the person that didn't read these things? Yeah. What was I that read experience? It, first. it was delightful. Honestly, I was like so excited and like, honestly, I was just like, I really enjoyed it. Then I'd have to wait you know, for the next movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to see what happens with these people. But then I was like, I guess I can read ahead. Um, but um, so I you just, didn't feel just... lost. You felt like he brought no. you on the story, like you understood yeah. the theme. I mean, I know yeah. there's a lot of Wait. Joseph Campbell and stuff like that. But like, did you yeah. so did you read in between movies or did you wait till 2003 to read them? I. It was like whatever early two thousand, whatever it was, to read, and so I didn't jump into yeah, yeah. So like you, you like you watched the trilogy before you read it, like the whole trilogy I watched before the you first, read. It. I didn't watch the whole trilogy, but I watched the first of it, gotcha. and I was like, okay, got I it, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be obsessed though too. I would I, if I were in your shoes. I probably would have watched it and then yeah, like I'm I'm dying for I, one. I was already waiting for Dune Part Two so much so, but I'm just like I the when it got delayed, I was disappointed mm -hmm. for so many reasons. But mm -hmm. also because I have the book, I literally yeah. have the book now, and I'm waiting to read it. But I want to see the movie. I want to yeah. see like go in with no spoilers and just like okay. And then after that, I want to read it and see how it compares. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm desperately waiting for that. But so so wonderful. I mean just I anyway, these movies are amazing. 
Peter Jackson, I was already a fan of his because Heavenly Creatures is one of my favorite movies. Sure. Um, because and it's he horror. did weird horror camp. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, right. It's um, oh, yeah. Kate I remember Winslet's watching first the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Frighteners is like that. I remember seeing that like on TBS or something, right? And just like I remember coming into the middle of it. And then when, you know, the the Grim Reaper thing like grabs that guy's heart and makes it stop. You're like, what is? And it's Michael J. Fox. So I'm like, oh, this is the Back to the Future guy. This is going to be a fun movie. And then people getting murdered left and right and axed. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> no, and Peter goes hard. Like his movies before Lord of the Rings are very, yeah, they were, they're pretty intense and pretty weird and gory. And yeah, they're, they're nasty. And um, so I knew that about him. I mean, Heavenly Creatures I'd seen. Um, I lived in, I met my, my podcast co-host in 1999, uh, my studying on our way to our year abroad to study in England. So we met on an airplane and we were both obsessed with movies and film. And this is one of her favorite movies was Heavenly Creatures. So it's Kate gotcha. Winslet in 1994. It's Mel Melanie Linsky. And it's these two girls and it's graphic and beautiful and wonderful. I honestly would recommend it because their acting is so good and they're like teenagers. They're so cute. And um just I being love your amazing. Face. Jess is like, no. Yeah, they're just freaking going for it. They're so, it's so, it's fantastical where it's like weird. It's very weird. They're Isn't obsessed she in with the like bathtub? this old. There's parts of that, but they're obsessed with like a like <laughs> opera singer, this like this real singer, Mario Lanza. And like, it's just like the strangest. They're just obsessed with each other. It's like a very strange, like love kind of love affair. That okay, they so they are kind of les lesbians yeah. for oh, each yeah, other. For okay. Sure. It's pretty gay, and I'm pretty gay. Yeah, yeah I, I would recommend it. That's why I'm telling you, Jess, you might enjoy this movie. Um, I do yeah. have a queer card from my queer friends. I like because for as hetero as I am, from you and like our mutual friend Janelle, she's like, "You're gay, Jessica." I was like, <laughs> to oh, me, you're gay. Your helpful. energy is so gay. But I know some other like hetero gays. Like, but like I can't say that I'm gay because I'm no, not. you're culturally you know I mean? gay though. But yes. you're culturally gay. You, you're part of gay culture. You I get feel gay culture. So happy to have a gay card. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, um, so yeah, that heavenly creatures interested me for the sapphic element. I will say that, um, honestly, just like see them at their beginning because correct these are just some of the finest actresses of our time. Yeah, what I would recommend Melanie it. Had. Like, this is their, their, that was their first thing. Like, that's like, was their intro. So it's like, it's unbelievable. And honestly, to have Peter Jackson helmet and knowing what he's gonna, what they all go on to. I think it's very cool for that. So, um, but yeah, so Lord of the Rings, I was excited because of that. Um, and then I just got obsessed. Like I just, you know, I, I would dress up for the, you know, the midnight screenings, would go with my friends and like, you know, eventually um, for my 40th birthday or something like that, maybe a 30, I don't know, one of the birthdays around my 40s. Um, I'm in my 40s now. Um, I went to Hobbiton. Like, I went to New Zealand. Like, I've gone, you know, I know to visit the I sets. Know. So I was, um, I work doing a lot of things because I'm a bon vivant of Los Angeles. I um, work for a circus company. My best friend has a circus company. And so I've gone around the world with him to all these amazing places. So we were in Australia. And I'm like, if we're this close, my ticket's going to be a lot cheaper than going from the U.S. So I hopped yeah. on over. Went to, wow. you know, did the tour on my own. They sang happy birthday to me because it was on my actual birthday underneath the tree where they have Bilbo's, like, birthday. Oh and no, gosh. that's amazing. The tour guide was so amazing. And I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, crying. Like, it was just amazing. So I'm going there. 
opening little hobbit holes and, you know, going to the little, having my little stein and like, you know, drinking, drinking drinks. And it was just delightful. That is a, a magical experience, it sounds mm-hmm. like. So what, what, like, okay, well, let me ask you What do you I this. love about it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, talk to me. there's a lot to talk about with, because your passionate about it is really getting me excited. And I kind of just want to see like, in general, I want to find out what are the hooks that got you in general. But before mm-hmm. I ask that, what race do you see yourself? Are you Galadriel? Are you, you know, like, because I think I'm, I like, mean, I'm just Gandalf. Type. I'm a freaking wizard. Like, I don't know. Like, I am a magical creature. I think it's, well, that's one of those tenuous things, too, obviously, with the culture. I also am a D&D player. That's what probably I think why just knows me as well, too. I'm, you know, um, and, uh, you know, there's obviously lots of issues with race and who's what and oh, all these sure. things. And there's so much blah, blah, blah. I feel like there's a lot of baggage that is, you know, been bequeathed us from the lineage of, of, of these stories. Um, oh, and I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to yeah. bring it up in oh, that no. way. Yeah. No, that's fine. So I didn't always like, I wasn't always like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be this. Like, um, I literally, that's probably why I have Gandalf stuff. I'm always like, I just want to be a wizard. I want to make magic yeah. and I want to like kick ass and I want to be the strongest person there. And I want to like, I want to show person. up when I want to show up and then I'll be the star of the show. And then I get to disappear and people are going to be like, oh, that's just Terry. Like, and yeah. then... <laughs> you just described me, I think. So yeah, it's that perfect. is kind I of can't what blame I do. You, honestly. <laughs> I don't think I knew Terry was involved in a circus but i know terry has had 40 other previous lives every single time i've been in a room or on the phone with terry she goes yeah when i did this yes i when i did it she has yeah you have lived 500 lives yeah it was seven years ago actually right now when we were in australia um so i just got like my facebook thing the other day popped up for that so i was just like oh yeah so so, like little pictures were popping up um but yeah no it's 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 yeah that's what i've thought of i um yeah, but I was really excited. I know I was listening to you guys talk. I know you're not a super fan, Ben, of the, um, you know, the new, the series. Um, the Rings of Power. Uh, thank you. Okay. But yeah. I was so excited to see black people. I, like, freaked out. My friends were like, why are you not in that show? <laughs> like, I mean, we said from the show? very beginning, uh, uh, <laughs> the the elf the guy, like, he's the Ron star Deer. of the show. Ron, I, I always want to say Bronwyn, and so that's the, his love interest. Arondir is, yeah, he is... He's not stunning. even that. He's not even that good of an actor. He's the be- he's he shot the most beautiful bow with the most broad chest I've I, ever seen in my life. I think it's like young Brad Pitt syndrome, where like it's he could Ooh. be a really good actor, but his looks are borderline distracting because he's just <laughs> so handsome. Like when you saw Brad Pitt in like Legends of the Fall or Interview the with a Vampire, I had in my high like school Delma bedroom. Louise, like, oh. You mean yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mean you He's mean the poster? So you mean the movie I then, walked like, in? It, I went and watched it, and walked right back out, and went back in to go see it again. Yes, that Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then finally, like in Twelve Monkeys, <laughs> where he gets to be his actual crazy self and like let loose. Like, oh, he's a really good actor. It's like he's well, a he character actor was. who's hot. He's a yeah. character actor who's hot. He got stuck. Yeah. John Hamm, character actor who's kind of hot. Like, there's certain people that are character actors that are hot that like got stuck for a little while. But yeah. I love that he's like in his like character actor era and like loves to just produce and like be like a random side character i love that for brad pitt so this guy will give him a chance i feel like um yeah we certainly don't have to go into it in depth unless you want to but Mm -hmm. i have the privilege of not realizing that there was something wrong with the lord of the rings movies and how unbelievably white it is until you get rings of power and then see the vitriol and the hate 
And I was flabbergasted. And then people trying to cite lore or Norwegian lore, or like in, as the reasons as to why a fantasy can't include all sorts of different types of people. So it, it's a very hard time just even being a fan of this world and not being as affected by it personally to be a fan. But and it's so a beautiful thing like, to watch. Happen. Games like Skyrim had existed. Like Skyrim is one of the it is still one of Steam's like best selling games and it hardly ever goes on sale because it's so popular. And that's such like a build your own like, you know, down to every single detail you like. I think I made like a purple dragon person when I played Skyrim for like mm -hmm. the two hours that I played. And so it was that was extra strange for me is that being from like the the geek world of like everything that I had like talked about, I knew there was going to be some like internalized racism that was going to go on and especially with how youtube's algorithm works where rage sells like it's the news like if it bleeds it leads but with you know yeah. race baiting and misogyny yep. and stuff yep. but i was genuinely surprised how so many people were like oh yeah this is like the uh, dwarves can't be black i'm like have y'all played any fantasy games since the first Lord of the Rings? Because every <laughs> single one is a build-your-own-character. They can be literally anybody from any race at any time in any build with whatever you Even want. Even, like, World of Warcraft. Like, I had an ex who was obsessed with that. I'm just like, that was one of the biggest games, you know, of all time. It's like, you could be any color you want in that freaking game. Yep. I don't understand why people... Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's that... I mean yeah. I understand it. It's people feeling like they don't have this claim over it anymore and it enrages them and, and then they feel entitled to that rage. And again, I didn't we don't need to dwell on it. But it's yeah. It's it was like an ugly stain on what can just be a really enjoyable thing, which is why like we also chose not to spend too much time to talk about it when Alex and I were talking about the shows because it's so much more than that. Too. It got yeah. to be a, a huge celebration. But it was also huge for me. I, one of my other friends, she was over at my place recently, and she's also black and has a cute little black cat. Yay, gay black cats, black yeah. people with black cats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, we can um, see your curtain, even though it's blurry, like move occasionally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, <laughs> the cats are back there. They're, they, were, they were all settled right before this in a nap, and then they were like, wait, we're doing something? Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Um, but yeah, it's... Um, Oh yeah. So anywho, um, but yeah, it, it it she and I were so excited. We were talking about that. We're like, oh my god! Like, did you freak out? She's like, yes. Like, she didn't know that I was also, uh, you know, it's that moment where like, not it's not always assumed. <laughs> also, because we are, you know, cool black people. Um, that they're like people are like, oh no, you're really into that. Like even this guy I talked to last night. Oh my gosh, he was like, oh yeah, I bet you weren't that nerdy. I was like. <laughs> I was like, you don't know me. Is he nagging you? <laughs> no, no. He's like, I bet you're not like D and D nerdy. I was like, uh, hello, sir. You don't know what class I play. Like, it's yeah. like <laughs> or that like, I received paychecks to perform. That's why I was like, I'm actually a professional. <laughs> like, I uh, yeah. people call me. You know, I'm on the internet. You can find me. Like, uh, but anyway, that's what's so beautiful yeah. about you, Terry, is just like the onion that is you, that like, the layers that is you. So yeah, I do want to now talk about like. What what is special about this world, especially finding think, it as a young adult? Like, yeah, I think there's something about the hope of like, you know, overcoming like tyranny and friendship really winning, like obsessed with freaking Sean Astin and as Sam, like what a beautiful 
mother freaking performance. Oh, I he's so wonderful. Absolutely. Love him. Vigo was also. Sean Aston is wonderful. What he does to Gollum and how it's written is awful. <sighs> Correct. Correct. I was think he's... actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, he... Ben. I love he... you, Ben. I, I did eight weeks of nine weeks of this. I can't I'm... do this. No, you're no, you're I'm just I can acknowledge that the acting was good. <laughs> And he, he was about to think I was going to change my opinion because you're my friend. I'm not going to change my opinion on Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mom and anywho, fighting. I yeah. love it. It's so you guys are so cute. I love this. This is so fun. Um, no, but I I love um, I just love the heart. Like I just on ultimately I love the heart of like that it's friendship and it's overcoming. I know you guys. Um, I know um, Ben has been trying to get you to watch um the games of the Thrones, the Throne Game Show. Yes. Yes. I don't Thrones. I mm. read the first book and a half before the show came out and went, I stopped because I said, nothing good is ever going to happen for these people. Fair. <laughs> and I just set them totally down. Fair. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, I don't need this. There's something about, there's a little thread of optimism that is in the Lord of the Rings that speaks to me personally. And that's where I kind of differentiate them in like the world of fantasy. And that's what I love about when I play a really great game of D&D is that hope of like, you know, defeating whatever, you know, the terrible force of, you know, in the world that's trying to like create sadness or create harm. I like that. I don't, I'm not in it for the, like, I don't like the, the infighting of it all. I feel like that's what's ruining our planet right now. So I like looking at something that's a little bit above that. I, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd read, I had been given, um, Game of Thrones after I read Ken Follett's Pillars of the Earth which is like a, a book about building cathedrals, which is like amazing. It's like middle ages. It's it's like a, it's a doorstop book. It's a good one. Wow. Uh, and I was obsessed with it because it like went over time because, you know, no, when you start building a freaking cathedral, you know, you're not going to ever see the end of it because it's like going to be built hundreds of years after you're I gone. I didn't right? think about that. Yeah. So there's an architect and he's like, okay, and they start it, but you are, you're never going to see the finish of it. Like when you start mm. it. Wow. So there's something about this. So they they talks about like building a cathedral basically and like what that entailed and like, you know, in the Middle Ages and all kind of stuff. So I'm like very I'm a history nerd too. I was uh, my my AP European history teacher. I was like his like student of the year, my senior year, you know, like I'm really into like kings and I love like that. I love all that kind of stuff. So I'm, like I'm into it. So that's why I was like, "Oh, that's probably why I'll enjoy this." And I was just like, "Oh no. I I need I need some sort of some happy ending. I need these empires yeah. to like wake up." Um, so that's what I loved about that's what I love about Lord of the Rings is is the 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 promise, um, you know, of Gandalf the White, you know, coming back and whatever that is to you, you know. Well, yeah, there's something that was really impactful on our most recent rewatch that we were doing for the deep dives that Gandalf had already died, right? And then we see him get frustrated over and over again by Pippin, and then they're waiting for. Not Gronk at the door, but like something at the door to they, basically they're waiting for Minas Tirith to, to get stormed and Pippin's scared. And I, and I, you couldn't tell me that Gandalf also isn't a little afraid of death in that moment, too. Or he's not afraid of death because he explains to Pippin he's been there, what to expect, and how beautiful it is. But, it, but he's also aware that this might be the end. He's not coming back again if he dies again, you know? Right. Yeah. They had to send him back. And th- there's just something. I want to believe that Gandalf really did come back from the dead or that is what afterlife is. I don't believe that. I wish I did. But I felt really comforted in that scene this mm-hmm. this most recent time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that the eagles will come save me if I yeah. th- cast Everyone the ring and 
No, every, every, I think every time I watch that scene, it like hits a little harder for me. Just like where you could tell he at the very end of the scene, you know, they could both kind of like steal themselves for the end. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I think you're right. I don't think he's afraid, but like he just knows what's coming. Um, and but just like the way he like kind of smiles as he's telling it, like he loses himself in thought as he like uh, describes the afterlife that he himself has seen. And it is such a, a comforting thing where it's like, yeah, dying is especially then, you know, getting stabbed with a sword by, a, you know, an evil orc or something like that's probably the worst way to go. But there is that comfort of like what's going to come after what's going to be waiting for you when you die to where like yeah. this is going to be hard. But no matter what, there's something on the other side. And it is such a comforting and beautiful thing. So I guess Lord of the Rings has replaced my old religion. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. I think I mean, that may be part of it. Like there's something comforting about it. Like I'll put it on in the background. It's like the thing that I, you know, um, my friends do ringing in the Lord, Lord of Ringing in the New Year. You know, so we watch all mm. the Hobbits on on the Eve and then we watch all the rings on the new, on the New Year Day. So cute. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just it's an opportunity to be like, I don't know, renewal. I guess that's kind of what I think about it, too. Maybe that's where it fits in my in my brain now, too. I mean, there's definitely themes that definitely follow along with some of our mythology, right? Like mm -hmm. the resurrection and mm -hmm. and um, I even love that. I think it's Plato's ring. There's a ring that basically if a, a guy could put on and become invisible and he was like asked, would you be a good man? And the guy's like, oh, heck yeah, I would. And like, no, he wouldn't. You would kill the the king and steal the money and yeah. and like left our devices. Yeah, <laughs> right. And Frodo's that you take you carry that on to this story just made 100 years ago, not even. And it is exploring the one capable being that wouldn't have destroyed the world over this ring. And that, that to me is remarkable too. Um, Cause the way I dropped into it and I know you already know this, but like is because my father was so keen on mm -hmm. me following his footsteps. He was I basically so building. Much. I know he was building a little friend, you know, he's like, I want to talk to this dorky girl about yeah. <laughs> cool things, cool things. I like, hello. Like, it's yes. that and the Beatles and Dune, honestly. Um, and I, but I admire because like both you and Ben found it in your own right, and that's impressive to me. And then latched onto it. It's culture, baby. It's culture. Yeah, and I love culture. You know, I'm a culture vulture too, so I consume a lot of media. That's yeah. exactly right. So, so an so exorbitant is, amount of media. <laughs> so it's yeah. dumb then to ask you if like your favorite character is anyone other than Gandalf. Then it's not dumb, actually. I really love. Oh, gosh. I mean, obviously, I love Aragon because Viggo Mortensen is very hot. Um, he's so, he's <laughs> he so was also hot. my neighbor at one point. And so I will have to, I do have to say he's very nice. So wow. handsome. That makes the story better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, um, it was around this time, too. It was in the early, early, early mid, yeah, early aughts. So it was like after the movies had come out. So, yeah, wow. it was like 2005. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. If you could fan cast. A, a, nor, a new Lord of the Rings today. I know. I, I'm just fine. I'm just. Oh, God. The ask. pressure. I know. I think we can That's do it so together. Hard. I know. That's so hard because they built such a, like, their friendship. Those guys, it's so I cute. I know. It is so cute. And I mean, the through line here, I'm thinking too, between this and horror is Elijah Wood. 
as well, our dear Frodo, because he produces Spect- SpectreVision, who produced Mandy, is his company. Yeah. Um, and he does a oh, ton of horror. This. He's a horror head. He's a fanatic. He's a, uh, yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, He's got Weird. one of those like encyclopedic kind of like, you know, brains for movies and stuff, too. He's a big cinephile. I've um, met him, of course, too, and like in- got to like interview and, and talk, talk, chat with him. Um, with my co-host um, in another lifetime. Is that um, um, mm-hmm. is that like a symptom of having been a child actor, you think? Or just like trying to Maybe, find his... Maybe, I think, because it's like there's something about the art form, I think. And also, yeah, I think it is a way for us to safely work out our demons, which I think is why a lot of people gravitate towards horror, because it is sure. that like, you know, riding a roller coaster kind of effect on your body, right? It's like I get to experience this thing that terrifies me in the comfort of my home or with my friends or whatever like that in a theater and kind of exercise it. I know you're not a horror head. I wasn't well, either. I wasn't either. I came to a lot of this stuff. Like I didn't start playing D&D until I was like 35. Right. Maybe 10 sure. years ago. Like, sure. And it's because my my best friend's boyfriend was a dungeon master. And like, I didn't realize I was playing with like some of like the most world-class players. Like he had like a podcast um, crit juice and like with like you know a huge following and like um I so my first people I played with was Amy Vorpal who writes you know right for, like D&D books and like I the first people I played we were all like literally I was like oh I literally went and played like you know um and and like the NFL so to speak of like D&D like with those people but but of course you my, belong at that table right because out. you're just a super a super <laughs> su- sweetie and you're just like I deserve to be here that's great well, I just was excited and like you know it's yes sanding a lot and I was like oh yes sanding with math let's go like my mom was a math teacher let's go let's 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 count these things um but um Anywho, I lost the plot. What were we doing? Or fan casting. I don't know. We could do I that. Well, well the, <laughs> one question I have about horror really quickly is... Oh, yeah. Elijah, so, sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, well, do you have nightmares? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have nightmares. One thing is I... Um, There's a few reasons why I think. Um, again, like I said, I came into this late because I started producing a horror podcast before I was a ho- co-host of it. I started okay. off as a producer um i was working doing pr and marketing for independent films and they wanted to start a podcast network and they were like we want to do genre because obviously genre is generally it's very easy to build a fan base because people are obsessed with genre when they're they get obsessive fans like we are obsessive about (laughs) rings whatever it is like we're we love to like it helps chat about focus for for hours we love it and it's like you got it you got to find a thing so they were like something genre horror and i was like actually one of my best friends from undergrad my year abroad she and her best girlfriend at their school um watched every horror movie in the video store and they kept a notebook and had ratings so there is actually a guide it is the book like they have they still have like julia still has the binder wow they watched over 270 movies wow so i was like these girls already have this notebook that they did like almost 20 years ago that's like ready to go let's do it and they're like the content there's the content. So the first like 70 episodes are movies that are all from the notebook. And then at a certain point, obviously, we had to start leaving because some of those movies are terrible. Um, <laughs> yes. which a lot of them are, which is fine. <laughs> but also now we're at 350 episodes. So we're like 100 more almost past, you know, what was in, wow. the, in, the, in the in the book. Um, and so the idea was her corrupting her friend, Mary and her friend, Mary and grew up also very sheltered. Like I did very religious and sheltered. So horror was not something that we was, you know, really allowed in the home. Um, along with D&D, that was like satanic panic stuff, too, Correct. Like growing up in the 80s and all of that stuff, too. So I was not like really into that world. 
um, growing up as a youth. So when I like became a rebellious adult, I got into like everything. I was like, I want to check it out. And so oh, um, she like corrupted me. And so I was like, I have to watch it. Like now I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm catching up. Do you know what I mean though? But also I don't have the same fear of a lot of stuff. I don't know whether it's just like me, like letting go of religion ultimately in that, in that respect of like growing up. There's Adventist, so who much. There's religion. so much. And horror. And my best friend, who's my co-host, she did not grow up religious. So she doesn't even realize. Like, I'm like, oh, that story in that movie, that's just like, that's Leviticus, blah, blah, blah. I will, like, I'm like, I will like lay down verses for her. And she's like, what? I was like, that's a Bible story. They just like, literally that whole movie was a Bible story. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, she has no idea. Wow. And so I just find it very fascinating. So I get to kind of be her, like, we help each other, you know, that way of like sure. understanding, you know, the world. But um. Yeah, it's it's super strange, but Adventism that I grew up in, that's my family, Seventh-day Adventist. We don't believe in ghosts in the same way that other people do, so I don't have any ghost stuff. Mm. So I can watch any ghost movie and like be like, okay. Question. Uh-huh. You didn't grow up believing in ghosts. Uh-huh. Because was it like a thing? Like, did you guys say to each other, this is not well, ghosts when people die? Yeah, well, no. Adventists believe when people die, like they're in the ground and when they're, they're going to be resurrected when Jesus comes back. As ground people? No, they're going to be like pulled up, like, and then they'll be recreated bodies anew. They'll get I their see. new body from Jesus when he comes back. Yeah. So they're like the Holy the Spirit didn't come into play. I don't know that, like, as we Catholics, have the Holy Spirit, but it's different than like how Catholics do it. Right. Cause I don't know that, like, I feel like, cause I'm building to my point, but like, mm -hmm. as I know Ben was raised Catholic. So help me if this was similar to how mm -hmm. your understanding of, this was Ben, but like, I don't, I, I still feel like I have a spirit and that my body believe you're sleeping. We believe you're sleeping. They Wait. call it a deep sleep because in the Bible, the, the words, if you translate the words, when Got they it. say you're like dead, it's like, it's the same as like a sleep. So we're like, oh, some, someone like, oh, she went on to her rest. Whoa. Ben, is that, that does not ring true to a Catholic, right? What, no. Would you say? Uh, no, it's like our soul is like separate. Like our physical bodies You go to like purgatory and all that stuff, and right? Then, yeah. yeah, our soul. I'm not sure that they explicitly said that, but yeah, I would never. So here's my question now. Do you believe in ghosts now? I personally don't. My co-host does, and she's the one who wasn't raised religious. So I find that super fascinating. We play Ouija recently. I do have my little like Ouija board purse right you here. You do too. have a Ouija board purse, and it made me really nervous when we went to a rehearsal, and it was before I had. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because <laughs> the Catholics can't be messing with that stuff. We just not not supposed to. So we had a we had a like a really like uncommunicative kid like ghost like they it was like it did not they were like uh they were like no. Yeah. No, the ghost. No. So I did end up doing no. it. I owed my <laughs> I owed my community a Ouija board uh, day, and I did it finally. And the ghost said that uh, it had something to tell me, and I said, "Please don't tell me if it's if it's serious." And they said it's not, and they said that I was a klutz. They literally oh. spelled out klutz. <laughs> <laughs> wow not serious but that hurtful. made me believe that yeah. made me believe that made me believe <laughs> you ghosts. should because yeah. it was it was a little that's too correct. real that's yeah. correct yeah so but you said you just did so you so nothing has happened to make you believe in ghosts or you don't like i mean there's the been like i there's lore obviously there's phenomena i just don't have energy on it like in a film or anything I like that see. it doesn't like mess with me in that way and i honestly i have a very i hang out in graveyards all the time i go to forest lawn to go right um, I know my grandfather, um, I visit his grave sometimes. I visit like my best friend, um, 
Forest Lawn especially is like one of my favorite places in LA. Um, yeah. Glendale. Because it's like, it's got a really great view. You go up up there. It's so right. quiet and peaceful. They also have like beautiful museums up there too. Um, oh. Yeah. They have like a recreation of the, um, of the Last Supper. Like they have a beautiful, like they have all these gorgeous like stained glass. So it's wow. where Michael Jackson's buried. It's where Frank L. Baum is buried. It's where Walt Disney is buried. Um, Ethel Waters, who is Crystal Waters' mom. And, Walt like, Disney's the first not black buried person. there. He's frozen in carbonite. We all know this. Well, his family crypt is there. Okay, <laughs> so that's fair. Family is there then. <laughs> um, George Burns. There's like all these wonderful people. I've I've gone to visit a lot of their graves and stuff. And Ethel Waters, who was the first black person ever on TV, is there. Wow. Um, and I've gone to her gravesite wow. as well. My I have an aunt who's buried there. My best friend's dad is there. So I like go there and like commune with like I don't know whatever. I guess I have like a sense of spirit, but I don't know about like any type of like nefarious ghosts or anything like that. I don't think sure. any of them are like out to like get us in the way that we think they are. Sure. I, yeah, I don't even know that I would want to quantify exactly what I think I believe about mm -hmm. ghosts, mostly also because I don't want to put the energy out there. I don't want to no, say. I've had only positive, like anything that I've had that's like been like ghost related has always been positive. I don't have any weird stuff. That's great. Have. That's, that's, I can't mm -hmm. say the same for myself, but I think that's wonderful. <laughs> Ben, have you ever had a ghost thing? I don't know if I have, but I'm kind of the same where it's like, I don't know if I believe in them, but I'm not going to be like the boyfriend in Paranormal Activity where I'm just like, come on, ghost, what are you doing, bro? Like, never has a person deserved to die more in a movie than that Correct. man. Like, Correct. Your also partner shot in San is Diego, where oh. I grew up. Hometown. And that like, whole place, I was like, it looks like, I was like, oh, that's San Diego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Playing that, a Ouija that, board. Uh, see, I told family members that I was doing the Ouija thing and they got very upset. My aunt actually sent me a mini angel of uh, Archangel uh, Michael. Or, yeah, it was all as a whole thing to protect me. I got rosary sent to me. It's all right here. I, I burned a candle. So, believe me. <laughs> so, as raised Adventists, we believe that the Catholics are like the Pope is the Antichrist. So, what? <laughs> So that's what? why it's also funny for me because it's like because Catholicism means universal means you're of the universe, which means you are of the devil. So it's so that the the things that wow. we are taught and the the way we can just the way I can disassociate, that's partly why too. Because like all that Catholic lore to me, I'm like, I watch the nun, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm friends with the nun as well. I got to play a nun. On Mrs. Davis on Peacock last year, too, which is amazing, with Bonnie Ahrens, who plays the nun in the Conjuring series and the nun series. So it's just like, and, and she's Jewish, and it's amazing. Wonderful. So she's not even worried about anything. <laughs> Both of she's us are like, you know, She's just whatever. worried about getting her money for her copyright, because they've been using her likeness, you know, everywhere. Yes, and she, like, sued over that, and I hope she yeah. won. Cause... Really? I hope so, too. I was, like, proud of her. Yeah, Bonnie's awesome. Well, because it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's part of the Conjuring verse, where it's just like, you know, they make these movies for, like, $10 million, and they yep. make back their money three times opening weekend. Yep. And they just like spit them out. But now, you know, there was like, I think there was a nun maze this year for, or last year for Horror Nights. And yeah. so they're using her likeness all over for every single piece of marketing. Wow. And, you know, wow. yeah. It's her face on every billboard. It's all over. Yep. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely do believe that um, a lot of what we believe, believe or are scared about are things. That it's our are personal programmed. demons that yeah that we're dealing with yeah 
Um, I would love to get to a place, like, let's put it this way. I finally watched Chucky a few years ago. It was fantastic. It was yes. not scary. It it's is. Not, it's never how been brilliant scary. and fun. And how brilliant and fun is it? And also yeah. created by a, a queer creator. And the new series gets into that. And it's amazing. The TV series, the new Chucky TV series deals with, like, um, a lot of that. It's wonderful. And, like, I homosexuality. In- and, like, it's it's. Phenomenal. Oh, that's interesting. Phenomenal. Yeah, there's like there's like a line that went viral where he, it was about his kid being uh, non-binary, and Chuck and the guy was like, "You wouldn't care if your kid was non-binary." He's like, "It's like I'm a murderer, not a monster." <laughs> it's just like it's like yeah, it's like how is Chuck? How is the child's play series more progressive than half of media going? I'm a murderer. It really not is. A it's it's so cool. It's so fun how they deal with it. And it's like because, you know, this kid, he's like, I think maybe a freshman in high school, the kid who gets the doll in the series. So it's like he's almost too old to play with dolls. He's also a boy. And so there's like this, like, oh. there's like all that kind of like, you know, that kind of stuff. It's really fun. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So that's what I love about her, too, because I feel like there's a lot of opportunity where they are pushing the envelope and the stuff that we want to see in our content they're doing. So, okay, rather than fan casting a new Lord of the Rings, what mm-hmm. would be, like, the horror version of Lord of the Rings? Like, how do you... Mandy. That... No, sorry. No. Okay. Is, is that <laughs> yeah, a thing? so, like, would you want a full, like, Shelob movie? Would you want, like, a full, like, Nightmare Gollum <sighs> yeah, movie right, or then. something like that? Yes. Oh, Gollum all day. I mean, I used to just go, my precious is all the time, you know, to everybody. Yeah. Like, I... I mean, also, but like, Andy Circus. I think his Are life you is. Are scared of that guy? Like, he goes through, because he goes through, like, a change. It's very similar to a lot of horror movies where, like, the main guy, something terrible happens to him, and he sure. devolves into, it's like, like, straight out of monster. the fly. Yes. <laughs> it's Cronenberg. It's very Cronenberg. Yeah. It's got sure, that sure. aspect to it. It's also, like, I was just watching, um, what was it? Like, Dead Zone. There's, like, just stuff that happens where people, like, can have um, their foot in other realms. Very, like, Steven Spielberg. Not Steven Spielberg. Stephen um, King. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just don't think it's like terrifying that, like, deep in the the heart of a map, like, it's literally like he's deep in living in the darkness. And this thing, like, it's a movie, so there has to be lighting. That place is pitch black. It is pitch black at the bottom of a mountain, and you just see these glowing eyes, and suddenly you're being strangled by two glowing eyes, and you, and then these little cat teeth start biting you. And this is Smeagol erasure, and I'm not okay with it. He's he's no erase Smeagol, (laughs) Gollum. Because I mean, I think like an Ungoliant or a Shelob would definitely work. Like, of course, a Gollum one would work. I just can't divorce him from. The one that just is misunderstood. Like he just wants But that's but that's horror. And that's typically what oh. it's about. That's typically what it is. Horror is usually about like stripping away, like there's a bunch of tropes in horror, right? So it's like whether it's like, you know, you're the final person like surviving the thing, but also the person who is like you question who's good or bad as well. There's always that kind of thing too of like, are you the monster oh. from within? How did you become the monster? Who's really the monster? It's all of that kind of stuff that I think that we contend with. That you love in fantasy and like Trek and all that kind of stuff too, Jess. Like I feel like that's the crossover. I mean, that's like the whole that you're zombie. Having considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the whole zombie thing is that like yeah, the zombies yeah. are there and they're gonna eat your brains, but the real monster is what humanity becomes after you know the lights go out. Like that's the whole Correct. series of The Walking Dead is that you know you, you watch it and they you know 
I don't know how the world got taken over in The Walking Dead because they'll like headshot like 30 zombies with one six shooter. And I'm like, wait, wasn't there armies that used to do this? I don't know. Anyways, but then, you know, the the camp that's 500 yards away is like a bunch of cannibals now, even though the world's been shut down for like 18 months. You're like, wait, what happened? Like, how did you? What, it what evolves is really quickly. And it's it's based on, you know, they, The Walking Dead's based on Romero's work and, and really the foundation is. And I actually work with the George Romero Foundation um, as well. I do a show called Horror X where we interview women and femmes in horror and um you know, I've, I've delved deep into George's. I've watched all of, all of his movies, the modern, all of the stuff he did, and and work with his his widow Suzanne De Roche Romero. Um, and I think the biggest thing that he wrote about it's all his movies are all psychological. They're all about the mm-hmm. human race and the human like condition. Uh, when at the end of the day, and I think that's what most horror really is about. It's about how do we deal as humanity. Um, and his movies really, I think, do such a beautiful job. Like Night at you know. Night of the Living Dead from 1968 came out. You know, it's the same year Dr. King was was assassinated. There's a lot going on. And he had a black male lead, you know, in this right. movie. And this movie wow. is one of those ones I can I can I, I do watch it every year. And it's one of those ones that just remains, unfortunately, so relevant. And you watch it and you see what happens. But he has a book that got finished posthumously, The Living Dead. Daniel Krauss, who wrote The Shape of Water, finished it. We've interviewed him on my podcast as well phenomenal author he has another book that we just talked about whale fall that just came out recently too but he's just um it's just a beautiful story reading the whole thing it's kind of like if george had been able to finish his whole like opus so to speak this is the book um and it really gets into like kind of what humanity becomes post the zombie apocalypse and how you know interesting and what and what really you know is humanity at that point and are the zombies more human than humans at a certain point you know, because they actually, you know, share maybe share a mind and share, you know, um, empathy you know, or the yes, they're actually right. working together as one. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's something about that that I find really, really beautiful. And those are my ways in. I mean, if you, I can give you a list of movies, Jessica, if you want to, like, if you're willing. What I recommend is watching movies during the day. With the lights yes. on. Uh, yes. And then what I do sometimes, if it's too scary, as I say, there's some ones that I'm like, oh, this one's too scary for nighttime. Yeah. I um, will just put on comedy, stand-up comedy to, like, go to bed after, like, I on mean, YouTube or something. I mean, you're talking to, like, the girl who at 25 was replaying Ocarina Time, the Zelda game, and when the soul suckers were attacking me, I also had to have South Park on at the same time. Oh, I consider yeah. myself a strong person, but then... There the- are movies I can give you, honestly, too, that are the cross-section, because my my go-to, like, my, my co-host is not as into the comedy horror, but I am a comedy horror, like, nerd, of course, too, because I love comedy. So there are a list of movies I can also give you that are, like, comedy horror that I think are so fun and smart, that you'll enjoy it because the comedy is good and you're also getting some horror elements. As I think well. I like could Happy handle Death that. Day is oh. basically Groundhog Day, but like with is horror. It like, is it, but like Final Destination though? Like, it, is it. Is, it's not Final Destination. No. Oh, I thought it's like I think gory, fi- like Final Destination. It's no, kind it's of. 13. Oh, oh, oh. But also, um, Michael Landon's son wrote them wrote it and i just think that's the kind of that's like knowing cute. that like and he's gay too and it's just like I, he's amazing because really landed i just feel like there's there's something to that i think um i don't know that you might the, enjoy the, the 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 what's the word the lore of it <laughs> leave the that in leave the, it in the lore <laughs> of the rings oh, the lore i don't do very much editing on this podcast um <laughs> 
So what is up? What's happening with your show? What's what? What can your our listeners, if they check you out, oh listen my gosh. Uh, toward? Like, you are you guys focusing on anything specific? We always are. There's so yeah. many things. No, no, we do. We we cover everything. We literally cover highbrow, lowbrow, everything. We cover old stuff, new stuff. So if there's something, we're just very spoiler heavy. So just know that if you listen to horror movie survival guide. We're going to spoil the movie. We go into the gritty details. That's our, our thing. We like to nerd out on the like minutia and geek out on like the little things and alternate casting universes, all that kind of good stuff as well. Um, I think our favorite- do. Oh, go, please mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. What's the hardest horror movie to survive in that you guys have done? Like what's one Ooh. of the, the ones where you're like, no one's making it out of this, even if there was like a final girl, uh, et cetera, yeah. whatever. No well, we one should have made a, it out of this. Yeah, there's a handful of things that are like almost impossible. And for us, it's cute boy killers. <laughs> like they're going to get us. Like we're like, oh, he's so hot. Oh, no. Uh, we're dead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. hard sometimes. Um, I think also vampires are difficult because they can hypnotize you. Mm-hmm. If you're under hypnosis, it's very difficult if they can get into your brain. That's very hard. Um, the easiest things are like obviously zombies are pretty easy to kill. Um, but that's also still hard to survive ultimately because the earth is going to be overrun by them. Um, sure. Uh, but most things it's like fire and like is can kill almost anything unless it's a non-corporal like being like a ghost of some sort. And then that gets a little harder. But anything that can get into your brain and hypnotize you is typically a problem. Sure. So, yeah, those like, are the hardest. Like Sauron. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. Way, way to bring it back. Way to I'm bring it back. I'm very good at this. Honestly, it's true. Um, and so those are the hardest ones. Um, our favorite genre to cover, though, that we've done, we're doing another round that we actually um, are recording soon um, for our birthday month. Me and Julia both are in March, um, and we love to do something together for our birthdays. We love lesbian vampires is our go-to genre. Um, is that so a thing? Su- is there a... Jessica, I'm going to send you some movies that I think I'll you might like. that. <laughs> There is a genre, so it's it's a it's a huge genre. We're actually, we're trying to do a panel of it at some cons this year. We want to do some lesbian vampire like panels Ooh, and talk cool. about it because it's such it is such a popular genre. Autostraddle actually just did an article on it recently, which is a lesbian publication um, about like about like a, a, the genre itself. But it's one that we've championed for quite some time because a lot of people are like yourself are like what I was like oh yeah yeah yeah. And it's like it was an art house movement, especially during like the sixties and seventies. So they're really beautifully shot. Unfortunately, men did not get the same like treatment. Like <laughs> the guys have these terrible movies. We tried to do like we tried to give like do a little parody. We like we'll do gay vampires, and it was like, uh, they're all like from 2010 with like that bad boy band haircuts, oh, and they're no. just like it's just like oh uh, like the Covenant basically. <laughs> yes, it's very unsexy, and I was like, uh, this is not hot. Like the 70s ones just look like you know like art house French cinema. They're beautiful, and they're like just like billowing outfits. It's like if you go to France which I love because they're not puritanical on Sunday night. They have like soft court on regular TV because it's France. They like rather would show bodies than, you know, show killing, which I, America's weird. I'll say it again. I yeah. just, I always am just like, we're so into violence and okay with like showing that on just like for children and not showing love. And it really, really shows in how we treat people now. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. So I would really, I, I would love more love. And yes, I love violent movies, of course, because I love horror, but I also love beautiful, sexy violent movies too 
I don't have anything else to talk to you about. Yeah. <laughs> totally. that. So, yeah. So find Horror Movie Survival Guide. You can find us on all the you know podcast platforms we've been around. There's over 350 delicious episodes to chomp into. Um, and just pick your favorite. If there's if you're not a horror person, I love it. I have friends who do not like horror at all that love our podcast because they get a chance to um, be relevant in pop culture and they get to hear about some of the biggest movies of all time that we've covered. Um, we also have done like sci-fi horror. You might enjoy that. Like Alien is considered sci-fi horror, Jess. Oh, so I actually didn't – I didn't even think about this because mm-hmm. I, I, Midsummer actually interested me. Maybe just because mm-hmm. of Florence Pugh or I was mm-hmm. like, what's daytime horror or, you know, daylight, whatever. And But I read the synopsis rather than watched it. So I would probably enjoy a podcast of people yeah. talking about it versus – Actually having – once I know what the plot is and like, oh, here's the jump scare at, you know, this time stamp, I can actually probably get through it a little bit. And that's bit. why I have friends that do that too. They're like, I want to hear about it from you first and then I'll watch it. So a lot of people really love that as well. For so, sure. So, um, yeah, I, I recommend that. So it's for anybody. It is, we do – we're not PG-13, so tread lightly for that. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, I and Horror X. Only- you can oh, yes. find that on YouTube, on the GARF, the Georgia Romero um, Foundation Network. Um, you can check out the Georgia Romero Foundation um, doing wonderful things to preserve Georgia's legacy. We have an interview, I think, probably when this is dropping, coming out with Beth Grant because oh, of Mary. our friend Mary yes. Chipo, yes. who love you, and Jess, who's um, it's, uh, her, her lovely mother. And she's so kind and was so gracious enough to – and she worked with George. So she had a really, some really lovely stuff to talk about, of course, because she's worked mm-hmm. with – Everyone. This she also gets she over- brutally murdered in Chucky too. Brutally. Yes. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh yeah, talk talk to me about it." She's <laughs> yeah. so fun. So, so I was just cute. like, "If we're gonna talk to anybody about being a part of the genre and Donnie Darko and like so many seminal, you know, very cool um, pieces of, of you know pop culture history and horror history um, that she's been a part of." So check it out. That's so awesome. Terry, thank you for joining us, folks. There's so many different ways you can get in contact with us. You can email us at podcast of the rings. Support us on Patreon to see per- Terry's beautiful face for just $5 a month. You can watch the uncensored, which you're going to want to watch, of this episode, <laughs> yes. an uncut version of this show. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash podcast of the rings. Watch Terry lay some pipe. And you can follow us on all the socials. You can see those in the liner notes. And you can see Ben on TikTok, on Twitter, on uh, Twitch. Those are also in the liner notes. And we'll have links to all the things that Terry was talking about in our show as well. Terry, thank you for joining us. And Ben, until next time. May our paths meet again. (laughs) 